We are the Nerd Eternal Network. Of man, we're too old for this. Shh. With me today is the Todd Father, the experience of some call Jason, the token eight player Tarky. Today we're going to be talking about Ready Player One and the uh, future of the MCU. So to get us started, we're going to talk about uh, Ready Player One. I haven't seen it yet but uh, the other three have, so I'm going to be asking them some questions about it. So, uh, Todd. Don't start with me. Don't start with you? Start with somebody, Todd. Jason. I liked it. It is not a a masterpiece of modern cinema or anything like that, but it's a decent little popcorn flick. Uh, If you're a child of the 80s, there's a lot of stuff in it for you. Uh, You know, stories... Fine to hold together, you know, action scenes. It's it's not a work of like I said, it's not a work of art, but it's just a fun movie. Darky, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a love song to the '80s, and it's kind of a private dance. You see a little bit speckled in of other things, but really, when you get down to it, if if you don't love the '80s, you really ain't gonna like Ready Player One that much. Uh, now, like I said, I haven't seen it yet, but I kind of got the same feeling from the, the, the last Thor movie, you know, from the, the, the feel of it, the, the way they advertised it, the, the music that, w- that was in it. The movie itself wasn't that bad. Yeah, the, the movie itself wasn't that but just the way it was filmed. The, the, it had that vibe. They had that vibe to it. Yeah, Real Player One has definitely got that vibe. Okay. Uh, See, I am a child of age, and I could care less. It's it's like the movie's entire premise is based on fan service and Easter eggs. If you go into the movie going, well, I'm just going in here looking for stuff. Ooh, look, it's the Batmobile. Ooh, look, it's Mechagodzilla. Ooh, look, it's the Ninja Turtles. Then I guess it's passable because you got a ton of Easter eggs in it. But if you go in there looking for, I didn't care for any character in it. That the, the entire cast could have died in that film. I wouldn't have cared. Uh, the villain got Spielbergian at the end of it. Steven Spielberg cannot do a coherent villain that's not a Nazi. His Nazis start off evil, they're evil in the middle, they're evil at the end. His anything else, they float. Uh, that last scene of the bad guy when he's got the gun on the kid, and he could shoot him, but it's like he gets wistful and, remember, and goes, yo, maybe the internet should be free for everybody that I don't need the Grinch. Was that it? 
Or was that, hey, I've got hundreds of witnesses, I'm about to shoot this kid, and I can visibly see that I am not, you know, that he has gotten what I want, and I'm not going to be able to get it. The trick is, he went to a place where he'd already murdered a stack full of people. He knew that they knew that he'd murdered a stack full of people, because the woman had said, we know what you did. So if you're a villain, and you're that evil, shoot the kid. What have you got to lose? They're going to put you to quick, what, they going to put you to a worse death? Her saying we know what you did and then be able to prove what he did, especially when you're a big yeah. corporate guy. Then, then it was to, a weak point in the thing. What did he go to jail? I'm not arguing. What did he go to jail for then? Oh, they had proof. The kids had recorded it. He didn't know that at the time that he's confronting them people though. You shoot that kid. He's a villain. Shoot him. Or, like John was saying, you have the people there tearing him apart because we know what you did and you run around. John was sitting there going, and nobody's going to hit this guy in the back of the head with something. Mm-hmm. It that was my problem. The the film had it was fan service. As long as you were, as long as they were doing something, the race or the battle at the end, yeah, I enjoyed the battle at the end just because Mecha Godzilla was in it. But the story sucked. I mean, it just sucked. It was stale, Willy Wonka, two dimensional. Now, you just mentioned Willy Wonka. That was one thing I, I have seen online was it's been compared to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, it is Factory. Willy Wonka. Well, I mean, in one of the trailers, it's land of pure imagination playing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you get, you know, the golden ticket, you get to come, you get, and then the kids have something happen to them. It's, it's kind of like, for me, it was kind of like Matrix for four-year-olds or something. Which would have made sense if everything that they were selling wasn't from like 30 plus years ago. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't know if I was too old for it, but it never, the world never took me out of reality enough for me not to be going, well, why don't these people have jobs? Oh, so the job is playing the video game. So video game money counts as real life money. Well, okay, well, you just got $100,000 and you live in a stackable trailer court. Why would you buy video game stuff as opposed to let's get out of the trailer court? You know, it was that kind of stuff. It, the people doing flip kicks on the street. You know, John was like, well, how are they not knocking the hell out of somebody next to them? Because none of them are on their little hamster wheels. And Yeah, the people walking down the street in the game. Yeah, yeah nobody make, would survive it, that. Didn't no. make sense. You had one dude doing like a flip kick. John's thing was, well, you notice nobody's fat. Which let's be fair though, that is a fairly active game that everybody plays. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like I said, it it and my all time favorite was uh, what was it? The second or third time he meets the female lead, and he goes, "I love you." And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. You'd be disappointed with me in real life. Let's be honest. She was a pink humanoid fish. <laughs> that cat don't have no line. <laughs> she was literally a pink humanoid fish thing. She had spikes for her. I don't think whatever the hell she was, she was in an anime real life. Character. She was an anime character. I don't character. care what the hell she was in real life. If he's willing to get with that. He ain't got no... That line is so far back, you know. That went in a different direction than I thought we were going. Because my whole thing was when he saw her and it's like... And she was like, you know, something about, you know, probably not what you were expecting. And I was like, what? You you look fine. 
Well, you're an attractive person. She had a Merkel. That is the Hollywood shorthand. We give her some blemish, but we blow it out of proportion because that way, you know, she's still hot to the viewer. Hollywood does that all the time. Again, if you're willing to get with a humanoid fish, where's the line? Oh, she's fat, but at least she's human. I was willing to get with a fish. (laughs) Oh, she wasn't a fish. She was an anime character. She's one-eyed with a scar or something. That's cool. You know why? Because I was willing to get with a fish. And watching the trailers, I thought she was going to be scarred up on that side. Because I'd seen the trailer, you saw her hair kind of... I figured the whole side of her face was going to be scarred or something. And it's that just that little birthmark over her eye. Okay. She's Madame Hydra. You were willing to get with a fish. <laughs> it's a pink fish. That shit ain't human. She went close to human. <laughs> but... You're willing to fuck a deep one. <laughs> but it's... What did she mean? <laughs> what the hell could you? What the hell could she reveal to you that beat a deep one? If you could Turn see, down, dude. I'm sorry. If y'all could see Todd's face as he's as he's, as he's enunciating this with his hands, you know, Italian style, you just talking and just uh uh uh. It is so funny. I'm sorry, it doesn't get better than that. Oh. You'd be disappointed in real. What? You'd be human? Ugh! How gross! I wanted to fuck a fish. <laughs> You're a little well, you know, he could have shown up if she was. Fish. He could have shown up if she was 11 year old, like the one guy. Okay. So you've you've mentioned what you didn't like. What did you like? What what you got? Mecha Godzilla. That, Mecha. Was, that was pretty. That was about it. I was like, ooh, did he just drop Mecha Godzilla? Yep, that was Mecha Godzilla. And it looked like a Mecha Godzilla, not the classic one, but it looked like the legendary Godzilla done as Mecha Godzilla, which I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, having a Gundam in there, it wasn't my favorite Gundam. I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's more the classic. It was the yeah, 80s it was classic, Gundam. Yeah, it was classic 80s Gundam. It was like, okay, and it's that fighting iron giant. That's really neat. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. You know, there were a lot of Japanese fanboys. Over there, that wet themselves at that scene, though. Yeah, except more most likely. Except the big problem was like, because one thing I mentioned was like, didn't use either of the, you know, early weapons. It didn't use the head Vulcans. It didn't use the Gundam hammer. It just used the beam rifle and beam saber, which are still neat and show up really early. But it's just like, two well, they, more, they didn't use the, weapon, the the Gundam's big gun, basically. Well, like the first weapon the Gundam ever used was the head Vulcan. So it's like. You're you're all about the first of this. It's the Easter egg, the first Easter egg, the first this, the first that, mm-hmm. the first this. If you're gonna go for niche stuff like you know niche, somewhat niche Gundam's not really that yeah. niche, but yeah, yeah. somewhat niche, just just go all the way with it, buddy. Well, you know that something like that could have ended up on the cutting room floor. They could yeah. have done it. it but know. here's the trick: Did you have a Gundam or did you just have a Gundam skin? Yeah. No, it gave you the form, uh, you know, it gave him the full weapons and stuff. Or the the beam yeah. sword, at least. Yeah, but look at the stuff it didn't have. I mean, the Iron Giant didn't have all the stuff, he just had I-beams. Well, that could be explained from the H was building it. It may not have been fully done. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Jason, what was your favorite Easter egg? Oh. I like all the oddball vehicles in the race. You know, you had his buddy H in in the Bigfoot monster truck. You had him in the DeLorean. You had Artemis on uh, the Akira motorcycle. That's that's where you saw the '60s Batmobile. I didn't uh, see Kit. I did not see Kit. I was surprised. <clears throat> uh, you had the whole thing where they're in The Shining, 
in the one scene. And I just love that for the character H, who, you know, is basically like, oh, I haven't seen The Shining. Is it scary? You know, then you look at it, I have to watch it through my fingers. Which is also when I went, when I picked out, you know, one particular fact about the ninja that, you know, I was right on later. But, uh... Which they foreshadowed even earlier with the, yeah, he wrecked his car trying to drive it backwards for the race. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense, or no sense. But, uh... But I like that. I like that there was a little bit of mystery that they're figuring this out. You know, it didn't go too deep into that, but... But, uh... I like that the, uh... I didn't mind the 80s-oriented thing, because the character... The, you know, the inventor of the game that has passed away and has got this contest was fixated on the 80s stuff that he grew up through. So, you know, it made sense to me that the, the Gunters, the people that were, you know, that were hunting for the Easter egg, that were obsessed with this guy, that they would also be obsessed with the 80s, just as it ties into that guy. Uh, you could have really used more, you know, 90s and aughts and modern day stuff sprinkled in the background. You know, you had some. You saw Tracer a few times. You know, you you the the uh, the Spartans from Halo. But you should have seen more in the background. Even though the main characters were very eighty focused, you know that would have made sense story wise. The fact that the entire world seemed to be was a bit much. But uh, you mentioned the Gunters. I'm gonna go ahead and break in here with some anime shit because that's what I do. That's what we keep you here on for. Mm. <laughs> There's a little show. That once was a manga, that once was a light novel, called Sword Art Online. Where you had certain people called beaters, which were beta test cheaters. And they serve a similar function as what the Gunters were. There were people trying to beat, you know, the new game as, you know, quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible, all this stuff. Almost like they were speedrunning. Yeah. Which is a very similar concept to what the Gunters were. And also in Sword Art Online, you have an avatar of the creator of the game kind of in the game doing things even though the creator of the game is dead. Sword Art Online came out in 2009. Ready Player One was written in 2011. I'm not going to call it, but it, when, you, when you have things like Gunters to Beaters and the main creator of the game is in the game but dead... It it start it it hit me immediately going, did did they? I, I doubt they did, I doubt they ripped it off, but it's real Cause, similar. Because the anime wasn't out by the end. The manga may not have been. The it manga may have just, it may have just been the. But the light game. novel was out for two years before the novel Ready Player One was written. Yeah. So, so was the like, creator dead? Was the creator dead, or was he just tired and let everybody think he was dead? Because that last scene or maybe you know, he had downloaded himself into the computer or I don't know it, 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 it just kind of felt by the same token I'm tired of being bothered the, the creator was assumed dead yeah he was assumed dead and when the when the avatar goes no you know when the kid asks him you know are you just you're more than an avatar aren't you yeah was it more than an avatar or did the guy just have it programmed in there to be all mysterious well it, it truthfully because he's seemed, a game designer it seemed like the guy had gotten tired of the game it was like, I'm going to go live real life, and you have to let somebody else have this. You can have this. I'm going to go live in the real world for a while. You know, and then from now on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's here's another game geek here. You know, go run, play. You know, it was a big, long lesson of, you know, basically it ends with go outside and play. Mm-hmm. 
put the video game down, go outside and play. Occasionally. It didn't go full, you know, we said. Well, he couldn't because there again was one of my problems. Was the economy based on people getting money in the game like it seemed, considering you could... I think what that was, was currently, you have people that can make their living doing games. you got people that that go and farm gold in these games and then sell it to other players for real world money. And I think what you had was a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Because that was, that was one of our things was... You know, you can play World of Warcraft now... And using gold, you went in the game, pay for your subscription. Okay. Like I said, that. but another question is, if your economy is based on that, when what happens, happens in there, and, and everybody gets wiped out, then shouldn't your stock market crash? Well, I thought of a solution to that in about three and a half seconds. All the inventories are still character-based. Because when the game does it, you know. That it's that character inventory now spills out. Yeah, your main character now has full control. He can just lock the inventories on the planet. Hey, your new character shows up. Yeah, just go to Planet Doom. Type in your password and get your stuff. And back. even if you don't do that, people are going to flood that world grabbing that yeah. stuff. So it's all that, all that gear, all that. The money money's still, still yeah, there. Like, like the one guy's ten years worth of. I got ten years worth. Of- you know, and the trick is to the outside world. Well, it's not like the game stopped. None of those people are going to stop playing the game because of that. Did you make a new? Character? They made you have to start over. Well, it's not even that you make a new character because it's it's not like you had multiple characters. Yeah. You know, when you put the gear on, a lot of times it would scan. You know, the, the fancy stuff would yeah. scan your face. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it could be fixed. What I'm saying is, by the rules of the of the thing, when you lost, you lost everything. Remember that was the whole thing with with his uncle. He basically just blown their rent money on a game. Yeah, I was supposed to do this, and I was supposed to win, but I lost. Mm-hmm. And when I lost, I broke. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of... I think it's kind of the goal of the game was, was like bitcoins, probably. You know, it's not that it was real-world money. It's just that you could sell it for real-world money easily. Well, if if the book, like he mentioned about the, the time frame of the... the book and everything being written, that was about the time that Bitcoins were mm-hmm. being... And it's one of those things The book, maybe the book explains it and you can only cram so much into a movie. Okay. And let's be honest, you couldn't cram that into the movie because, you know, you might miss out on the Easter egg because they couldn't cram a plot into it. So. Yeah. It had a plot. Okay. It, had, it, was, it was your basic, you know, action-adventure movie plot kind of from the 80s. Shocker. All right, one one more question for each of you. All right, what, Tarky, what didn't you like about the movie? Uh, one specific thing I don't like. That's negative. I mean, it played hard, so hard into the '80s, and it made no sense to me in a you know a virtual reality kind of world because, as I've made joking remarks. The closest thing to that we have right now is something called VR chat. And everybody doesn't do old jokes there. They try to make as new jokes as possible, as new avatars as possible, as fresh in appearance as possible. Occasionally they'll make a throwback joke, but they try to keep up with the trends. And that's the thing is, or they try to make new trends within it. They don't do throwbacks constantly. Which means the real world, the closest real world application to what the Oasis is, 
is nowhere near what the Oasis is in theme. So it was too throwback for you. It was it was too focused on one period well, to be. Yeah, and a big issue is the book was written before VR chat. Yeah. You know, yeah. before something like that showed up. So it was like, oh, this is what this is what it'll be like because the creator was big into the eighties, which means the people that use it will be big into the eighties. Which makes sense for the Gunters, but not for everybody. Right. But it seemed like everybody was involved with the eighties, except for, well, here's a few people I like Overwatch, because you know, Overwatch is the the new hotness right now in 2045. <laughs> you know, the game's lasted 27, 37 years. It's real impressive. And oh, here's a few Spartans, which could possibly happen. Halo is a big series; they can bring back. A you can easily have reboots. Yeah, you can easily have reboots and remakes and stuff. The trick is that far, that far in the future. Basically, it's like us doing a video game. Everybody chooses some from the fifties, from the fifties and sixties to run around as. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jason. Oh, did I not like the villain? The main villain was a little two dimensional. There's a weak point at the end that Todd's already brought up that really did bother me. You know, like I said, I can, I can think of ways to fix it in my head, but that's me fixing it in my head. Uh, that's really about it. Like I said, I mean, there's, I see lots of little spots where they could have improved or done a little bit better. But just, just for a little popcorn action adventure flick, yeah, really, I guess I just go with the villain. Todd? <gasps> okay. One thing. One thing we said. If you go go eighties, how do you do eighties with without a Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Transformers, He Man? Get the hell out of here! Yeah, leaving the movie. Tarky brought up He Man because yeah. I because I mentioned yeah, there's a banking company that got the rights to use He Man in their commercials. It's yeah. not like it'd be that hard to get yeah, up yeah. for a movie. Yeah, it's it's and it, that that was one of the kind of things. Like I said. This isn't me watching something about the 80s that somebody didn't grow up in them. I grew up in them. I know how big that shit was. Mm-hmm. You go to a club and nobody's Michael Jackson? Bullshit. You go to a club and nobody's Prince? Bullshit. Actually, you have a final battle and there's no squadron of G.I. Joes. Yeah. If you're going to go yeah. hard 80s. Yeah. There, there's things that were geek culture in the 80s that ain't there. Now, you do have to keep in mind, some of these guys, they might not have gotten the rights to. You know, some of the companies are picture that are that is That is completely plausible, but it's still a glaring oversight. It's It, it ends up getting the same thing that, that uh, the first Transformers movie got when, okay, we don't have rights really to do any cars in the Chevy. Hey, you ain't kind of screwed up. You ain't kind of screwed the pooch then because nobody's looking right. If you're 80s focused, yeah, Michael Jackson is there. Also, to be fair, you don't even have to have Michael Jackson's face necessarily. Once you showed that you could use the costumes, just have a platoon of dudes in the club walk in in sequence yeah. in the same yeah. thriller costume. Yeah. Just be like, we're the guys that impersonate Michael Jackson well, in the Oasis. Well, I haven't seen the movie, but I was born in 1970, and I was like Todd. I grew up in the 80s, so we, had, you know, as a kid. White kids, black kids, Asian kids, it didn't matter what color you were. You would have a platoon of kids coming to school dressed as Michael Jackson or Prince, and it didn't matter what color you were. I mean, when he came out, when Thriller came out, Todd, am I I lying? Yeah, that that was what I was saying earlier. And Prince? Michael Michael pretty much, I could see him not doing Prince. 
It's a glaring oversight to me because that used to be the fight in school. But Michael Jackson pretty much ran the 80s. You can give that up. The minute they went, okay, we're going to have an 80s theme. We're going to have a club and something that 80s theme. And nobody is Michael Jackson. That's bullshit. That's some, that's some, I don't know what the hell you're talking about there. Hell, I didn't even see an E.T. reference in it. Hell, that's fucking Steven Spielberg. The hell. Yeah. That 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 kind of there thing. Was too much, there, were, 80s, there were too many kind of as a actual child of the eighties. There's too much stuff if you're gonna do something based eighties based fan service, and it ain't little shit. It's big shit. <laughs> you know, hey, we got he's wearing the outfit from Buckaroo Banzai. Get the hell out of here, dude. Get the hell out of here. That that's one that you kind of sit there going, okay, that, that even in the eighties that was a cult film. Yeah. Well, keep in mind the character that wears that is kind of the whole, kind of got the hipster thing going on. It's kind of the obscure details. Him and the chicken, one of their first conversations is them shooting the obscure details back and forth at each other. Which really only intensifies more than, yes. And if this movie service. takes place in 2045. And they are obsessed with this dude that was obsessed with the 80s. Like I said, for the main characters, the 80s. Buckaroo Banzai was obscure in the 80s. And in 2045, it would be like, who the hell has heard about Drew deep It shows how deep the kid is. Ain't mad about that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, yeah, there's no Michael. There's no there's no Jordan, because, hell, that was, when, that was when Michael Jordan was starting to do his yep. shit. There's no E.T. There's no Transformers. There's no G.I. Joe. There's no He-Man. Some of that kind of, you know. No Thundercats. Yeah. Was there any Star Wars? They reference, they speak of the Millennium Falcon. But now that I think about it, I don't know if you ever actually saw anything Star Wars oriented. If you didn't, in your big fights that y'all are talking about, if somebody didn't run by with a lightsaber, I mean, something wrong. I mean, let's be honest. You're in, you're in an 80s themed treasure hunt, and there's no Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's no Indiana Jones. Spielberg worked on the shit. Well, yeah. You know, big glaring. Maybe he didn't want to use too much of his own stuff. Also, to be fair. Ready Player One may have been very specific in the book about what the tests were, and he just went, all right, I'll just do the same ones from the book. Because yeah, remember, I, Spielberg I, did not write the book. That's true. No, I seriously doubt a Gundam popped up in there. Okay. Gundam and, Me- and Mecha Godzilla gets a little... Because the 80s... Well, no, I take that lot back because uh, the Hisei era of Godzilla did start in 84. Okay. Okay. Well, we've covered Ready Player One. Let's move on to the future of the MCU, both movie and TV. Uh, we've discussed before uh, how Marvel, when they f- launched the first Marvel movie, they had a plan. They set a groundwork. And they moved forward before they launched a group movie. They started out with individual movies. You've got uh, the next Avengers movie coming up here in the next couple months. Mm, next few weeks. Excuse me. Yeah, next next few weeks. I think we got about three weeks. And uh, they, uh, Marvel has already announced that they've got the MCU plotted out well in uh, several years in advance. <coughs> Was it that they've got a 20-year plan or a 20-movie plan? I think they, it, 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 I believe, I want to say it was a 20-year plan. It's at least 20 movies. Yeah. Well, if you yeah. figure it, uh, 
20 movies, that's 20 years. No, no, no they crank out three or four movies a year. Yeah, they crank out three or four movies a year. But I think, I think they at least got the next 20 movies mm-hmm. plotted out. But uh, that that in and of itself is is an ambitious plan. It's truthful. It's as long as it used to be because you got as many characters as you got now. No, once upon a time, you went, hey, we got 20 movies planned out. Say back with the first cap, look how many movies that would have been. Man, mm-hmm. you got enough characters in hell. Yeah. You know, about sequels. A bunch of that will be sequels to stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jason. Well, the Avengers movies are going to wrap up the, the, the Thanos arc that we've essentially been going through from Jump. What, what their second arc will be... Uh, they say in the Captain Marvel movie that they're going to bring in the scrolls. So I know talking with you guys, there's been some discussion on that it may be Secret Invasion or you know the Kree Scroll War. Though I have no doubt they'll use the Secret Invasion name at some point. And I'm okay with that. The scrolls are a classic villain uh, as long as they bring in some of the powered guys. You know, Super Scroll. Uh, What's his name? Pop off the power Pop scroll. Off the power scroll. Yeah. You know, as long as they bring in some superpowered, you know, characters to fight, because that's one thing the MCU is weak on is superpowered villains. I'm a little disappointed. It's going to be another sci-fi threat, though. Yeah. You know, do something Earthbound. Do something with you know, uh, uh, one of some of the Elder Gods, or you know, you had Dormammu already pop up. Bring in Mephisto. I would love to see Mephisto in a Black Panther movie. You know, the uh, the uh, rumor right now is they say Doctor Strange 2 is going to be Mordo and Nightmare. No, I got to live with. So, you know, doesn't look like it. Does, does not necessarily look like it's Dormammu. Well, with Doctor Strange and uh, Black Panther, they're branching off into the mystical a little bit more. Yeah. It's still really underrepresented to be the Marvel Universe. One thing that I personally would like to see them do is pull their their TV and movie universes a little tighter. I, I know it won't happen, but if if I were in charge, mm-hmm. you've got Agents of Shield, you've got the various shows on Netflix: Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, uh, Punisher. You have all this. Potential. You've had uh, Nick Fury pop up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., what, two, three times now? Yeah. Why not have, even if it's for, like, just a cameo, Iron Man, you know, even on a video conference call, Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man, fly by, show these people on the shows uh, Spider-Man swing by, you know, above them, you know, on Daredevil, you know, and like they're in the courtroom and Spider-Man swings by and kind of disrupts the court, you know, session that's going on with Matt Murdock, you know, show these things so that, hey. I would definitely pull the Netflix stuff in, well, Daredevil at least, Daredevil and Cage at least. And, you know, what Daredevil, Cage, and Jessica, basically in the same kind of street level-ish, for Spidey not to pop up somewhere around there. And Punisher, hell, mm. it's kind of, you know, kind of stands out. Especially since, like, Daredevil and Spidey had characters in common, you know, before they iced it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, 
they're missing a a they're missing golden terrestrial, opportunity. They're missing terrestrial threats. I'm kind of with Jason here, and I'm I'm gonna you know check gravity after this. I'm going to give DC credit for this, as at least they had their villains go hell. The heroes all teaming up. Maybe we all team up. Yeah. You. Know, and they've established that you have multiple villains. Watching a uh, homecoming, you know that was one of the vultures' big things. Was you know we can't let damage control or uh, heaven forbid the Avengers find out what the hell we're doing because we can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we can't take because the minute Iron Man shows up and saves that boat, yeah, they pretty much quit. They were like, "Well, I was all for playing around with this, but one, the cops were there before we were, and two, Iron Man showed up. I'm not fighting Iron Man. We ain't got nothing to deal with him. I'm out." Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that that should be, if you were a crook in that world, yeah, it's kind of a problem. You know, you, you start to get bigger bigger guns than you can handle. Mm-hmm. I have some hope of a villain team since they kept Zemo alive. I mean, he's a muckered up version Zemo. But given his motivation, you could see that go, if, if, if he... You could see him not quit. Yeah, if he escaped, okay, the Avengers are still around, I gotta find some other way to fight him. Yeah. You know, the scheming didn't work. Let's try something more direct. Yeah. The problem is, you ain't got no ma- no nobody else for him to put the masters together. Not without pulling people from TV. Mm-hmm. Well, so that, that's my point. You, know, you, you got uh, Creel, you know, you Absorbing yeah, Man, yeah, Creel on Agents of Shield. Well, that's, that's also the dynamic is, with their TV shows, you know, it's a continuous... Form series, multiple episodes, you have to keep the villains alive. You off the villains in episode two of the TV show, no one's going to watch episode three, four, or five because the villain's dead. Mm-hmm. You have to keep them alive in that. But in the movies, well, it's one and done. Yeah. Have the climactic finishing battle so people talk about it. And that's a problem is you're going to be piling up villains in the TV. Yeah. And you're just. And you, you wipe keep, them out in the movies. You keep skimming the movies. One Eventually, reason, a balancing act will have to happen. One reason they may be doing that with the movies, too, is the battle plan right now is three yeah. movies with any particular character. Yeah. So if you wipe the rogues together, it doesn't matter. Because you only need basically three of their villains anyway. Yeah. Which is short-sighted to some degree. Unless you've already got a reboot plan at some point. Which is, which is kind of what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they're not, by the end of this, Kind of going, yeah, we kind of just kind of soft reboot. Because you can still have sequels to the stuff that's have sequels. It just depends on how hard the reboot is. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, by the time they get around to it, well, it's, we did three movies of Iron Man back in, you know, <laughs> but it's been 20 years. Sure, we've been making movies the whole time, but not an Iron Man movie. That's true. If- if they can keep making money with your, with your B-list characters, like Captain Marvel, and you know some of these other more obscure ones, if they're still making good money doing that, yeah, you, you, you may only have your big, your big names pop up as cameos, as guest stars with kind of what they've been doing the whole... You know, you may, you may go that route for a while before they bother to recast. You know, people would talk about well, who they're going to... You know, Evans is done with Cap. Who they going to get... Re, who are they going to, you know, recast like Cap? Well, if they wait five or ten years, they can slap anybody in the role, basically. Because you, you, you'll, you'll like put enough time in there that people won't be... But here's the interesting question. Okay, let's say 
Infinity War comes out, you know, one and two, and let's say that last one, the one, you know, Avengers 4, mm-hmm. comes out and does shit, you know, is the biggest one ever, ends up taking down the Force Awakens kind of thing. Do you really think they're going to go and not do Avengers anymore? Because, I mean, that's by their... How many lineups, how many different character lineups has the Avengers had? That's true. I'm not saying they won't do Avengers. But I'm saying it may may not be very many of the big guns. That's true, but the thing is, you have a lot of different Avengers lineups, but the thing is, when you get too far away from the big three, the the sales stop dropping. That's Mm -hmm. the reason why the big... Some of the big three are always in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have an Ant-Man-led Avengers. Who in the hell is going to watch it? Because at a certain point, it's... Yeah, well, yeah it people want to see either Iron Man, Cap, Yeah, you, you, you gonna have, you're going to have to have Cap, Thor, Iron Man, somebody in there that's considered one of your founder types. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a Black Widow-led team. Know what you did that probably ain't gonna do it without. Look at the popularity of the movie though. A Black Panther led team, people are gonna show it for. Maybe. You know, you'd need, you'd need somebody, you know, you need a big gun in there as in somebody with a decent power level to do the impressive, you know. The, in, the interesting thing about Black Panther is though, I don't know if people love, I don't know if it's so much translated love for the character or people love Wakanda. See, the, the trick is, culturally, with us, yeah, the thing is, it's Wakanda. We like the idea of Wakanda. Panther, well, he's the hero, and he's nice, but if you look at who people are talking about, yeah, Killmonger's got a whole hell of a lot more press than Shuri's got more press than T'Challa. I think T'Challa was, all, was just kind of there. Yeah, he's there. And, you know, he was cool in Civil War. Yeah, it's a cool character. But when he got his own movie, he kind of had the he kind of had the Batman effect. And then everybody around him was so interesting that people kind of went, ooh, well, I like this or that character. I like this. You know, the movie was well done enough that you had enough characters that people liked that it's not... I don't necessarily know what Panther-led Avengers would draw as big a movie as a movie of his that's set in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. People tend to like Wakanda. I think that's what's going to help Avengers 3 is that third act is in Wakanda. And people are going, yes, Black Panther 1.5. Why? Because most of the cast is in there. Yeah. yeah. That That's my dad's thing. Is He's always, well, they can do this and he can do it now in America. And I was like, yeah, and then you lose 90% of what people are going to see that movie for. They don't really. I live in America. I ain't going there for that. I'm going there because Wakanda's meek. He's kind of having the same thing that you know. After the first Thor, people went, "Why the hell did you come back to Earth?" I live on Earth. I know what Earth's like. Asgard's neat. Let's do more stuff in Asgard. So. And the response was, "Nah, let's blow it up." Well. Yeah. Well, the response was, "Let's have." Alien elves. Yeah, and that was where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor's ruination was when they decided the magic wasn't real. I wish now. I kind of wish that they were doing the Thor movies now that you can have the mystical stuff and he can actually, you know, their best their best received Thor movie was the one where they finally went, "Yep, yeah, we're gods." Yeah. 
I'm a goddess. How about I just I'm start throwing lightning and shit? Yeah. And people loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Despite it being. Oh yeah, you don't need the hammer to do that. You can just do. Yeah, it was it was goofy as hell, but it was it was the first one where Thor was actually running around talking about he's the god of thunder. It's about damn time. They aren't aliens. You know, if people die and go to where you live, you probably ain't an alien. <laughs> yeah, it would have it would have been nice to have seen Valhalla. Yeah. Yeah. Or to get the impression that Asgard was more than just that one little floating rock. You know, as impressive a floating rock as it was, it's, you know, you you really never got, you only other, you went to, what, Jotunheim and you went to one more. You went to, uh, wherever Hogan's, Hogan's people, I forget just which realm he's from. Well, that's the trick. In the comics, it's like Asgard's basically a continent. Yeah. With that capital city kind of floating at the very tip. Yeah. Um, what uh, do you think will be the future of them with the, uh, like the Fantastic Four branch, the Spider-Man branch, all that? Do you think Marvel, the MCU, will eventually get all that back under their full ownership? The second the Disney, the second the Fox thing comes through, I, I think that's probably what they're banking on. They're figuring the Avengers are gone. What's going to be the next big thing for them, which will probably be X-Men. That would be my guess. Yeah, throw out, throw out a comic accurate X-Men. At least as comic ac- accurate as most of the Marvel movies have been. Oh, yeah, that, that's going to explode. Yeah, yeah. And also, if you are introducing scrolls, it's also a fine time to pull the Fantastic Four back in as a better introduction to scrolls. That's true. Well, depending on how Captain Marvel turns, mm-hmm. that's that's you know that's kind of the thing people are going for. Some folks that talk about with Black Panther too is well, what if he gets into a war with Atlantis? Me personally. I wouldn't be as quick to do a war with Atlantis as I would. I would tell Black Panther's origin in FF, uh, what was it, sixty-two, from Panther's side. It's a great way to introduce Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Because if it's a Panther sequel, everybody's gonna show up for it. Yeah. And then if you do a neat version of Fantastic Four, everybody's gonna go, "Ooh, that's neat." As opposed to if you just do another FF movie and people go, uh, I remember them last couple they did. Yeah, yeah they sucked. Yeah. That, that, would, that would be a great... I mean, well, they, the they, Marvel Studios name on it would get some people to give it a shot. Yeah. The trick the trick with the FF now is they probably need to do what they've done with Spider-Man where they already exist in some form. They mm-hmm. exist. Yeah. They were out there somewhere. Well, you know, as much time as they spend in space or in the negative zone, they could have been doing stuff Yeah. and not be making big press yet. But I think FF's got a better chance of blowing up. X-Men's got the best. But both of them are probably going to blow up better than Marvel Studio Spider-Man. Because you've had a lot of Spider-Man movies. And their Spider-Man didn't really give you anything new. No. You know, I left there going, it had Marvel Studios name on it, but it felt like a Sony movie. Just with Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's that was the deal is every, every Spider-Man movie will have cameos from some MCU character. Mm-hmm. That was the deal that they made. 
thing is, Sony's going to stink up that universe so bad that it's going to be an anchor. Because nothing, yeah. nothing that they've come up with on their own sounds like it's worth crap. Oh, we're going to have Venom. Yeah, but he's only, but he's Venom without Spider-Man. That, you know, he's only in the costume for, well, they say between two or three minutes of the end of the movie. Yeah, that's got stank written all over it. Yeah. But it's the sort of thing that the other Marvel movies will basically ignore. Yeah, yeah, but the trick is, you know, if you go stick Tom Holland in your stank-ass Venom movie... It lowers his stock. It, it lowers his stock. And when you've got a 20-year plan, you really want to keep your characters consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, silver and black does not sound like a good idea. No, no. And supposedly, you're supposed to have a lot of... You're supposed to have them fighting Spider-Man villains, so that might be your first real look at the Scorpion, or that might be your first real look at something, and it's like, no, 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 no. Sony is desperately trying to get themselves a universe, and they didn't buy the rights to have characters. You can't do an entire universe with Spider-Man. You can just do Spider-Man. Yeah, well, you can do... He's got one of the best rogues galleries in the book. You could do it. They just don't have a commitment of doing them right. You know, you could have had the Rhino, but look at the crap they gave you. Oh, you could have had Venom, but look at the crap they gave you. It's it's one of those kind of things where it's, it's you know, it's, it's there for you to take it and run with it. But instead of taking what was given to you to run with it, you go, I can improve it. No, no. You, 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 you can't. Yeah, prove it consistently. It's you the thing of you've got... Two artists. One can draw you a, you know, several stick figures, or one can draw you a Picasso. I, I, I want to, I want fast, fast and cheap. Give me several stick figures, and I'm gonna run with. Well, they're not, they're not doing fast and cheap. They are basically going, we can do it better, and they can. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> to me though, it's like they're running with several stick figures versus going, let's get it right, let's yeah. let's do a Picasso. You know, give me as many stick figures as you can. I'm gonna throw them up here on the screen and and just run with it and make what money what I can. What they give you is new Coke. Yeah. Hey, this product's been around for decades. People like this. Hmm. I can improve on it. They give you new Coke. People drink it. Go. Tastes like piss, and it goes away. Because all you had to do was run with what was given to you instead of going. Hell, I can, I can do better than this. Like our old buddy Mikey P. Yeah. Who was not a huge comic geek. He started managing a, a, a shop that sold comics. So he started reading some of them then. And in the early days of this run of comic movies, he could not understand what their problem was. Because he's like, you have your storyboard already. Yeah. You cut up the comic and you put the panels up as your storyboard and you just do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you do what's you do what's on the page. You know, yep. How easy is it to do the shocker? Yet they screw it up. How easy was it to do the vulture? Yet they screwed him up. Now, granted, Sony and DC, jumping over there, are uh, really bad about not giving you anything kind of straight from the book. Marvel has been much better about giving you your heroes more or less straight from the book. They have been a lot weaker on the villains, though. I'm going to defend DC twice. DC gives you the characters looks-wise straight from the book, and truthfully... That's With true. their movies, yeah, when you see the Justice League, that's the current Justice League. That's New 52 Justice League. It's just they pick versions of them. The version they chose to give you straight from the book were the ones that were the biggest douchebags. Mm, and it fair. flopped. 
you know, if if they if they had given you post crisis, you know, post crisis DC, you know, pre New Fifty Two, the movie was probably going like gangbusters because they were recognizable. They were recognizable. You would have had a version that was more like Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. because that's what they were. And it probably was blown up because they were recognizable. They went with the newest Jim Lee half Wildstorm crap. <laughs> they went with Jim Lee's new Coke, basically. Yeah, they went with new Coke, and people went, "I don't like this shit." But they all look right. Mm-hmm. Their powers work right. The villains work right. They they, they did. Yeah, they- I give them that. Where Marvel a lot of times will kind of go, "Eh, we can fix this." Well, let's no. You know, ain't like you didn't have Falcon flying around for how long now? Yeah, I remember watching Civil War going, ooh, watching Spidey fight Falcon going, ooh, that's going to be neat to him fight the Vulture. And then you give me something that looks like some fucker out of G.I. Joe. It looked like General Hulk or some crap with his fucking huge ass glider bat suit. What the hell? You know, good God. Mm-hmm. How hard is the Vulture? It, it looked like you kind of strapped two... You know, of the old goblin hover thing. Yeah. To each to side his, of yeah, him. Yeah, to his, each side of his back we took off. It's like, yeah. why the... Yet they still flapped. I was watching those stars this morning. It's like, why the hell are they flapping? Why the hell is... Because the, the man hell? has a fetish. He what? wants to be a bird. <laughs> what the hell is this? You know, at some point, steel plans. You know how they were stealing tech? Steel plans. Yeah. We, we broke into this place and we found his Falcon gliders. And you take Tinker and give you his version of Falcon shit. As opposed to, look at this. I mean, he did. I Every time I watch Keaton and that, I keep waiting for him to yell, yo, Joe, and he never does it. He looks like General Hawk. It looks like something yeah. that, hell, I'd have slapped on my General Hawk figure and we went and shot Cobra. for the future of Marvel is I want them to improve the villains. Yeah. And it would be nice to have a villain that was not basically just a mirror of the hero. That, yeah, they got, got, they've got that bad. That's got real old now. Two, when you have an interesting one, how about letting them survive? And another thing is, if you got a 20-year plan, you can have a movie or two where the villain gets away. Yeah. And possibly even partially succeeds as part of the story at this point. You've shown well, you've shown enough pure victories yeah. that you can have a, a 50-50 split. Truthfully, that's what they had in Civil War in a Civil War and everybody hates it. Cause Zemo won. He did what he was trying to do. I want to fracture the Avengers. Ta-da! He did. You don't have a functional Avengers team anymore. You don't. You have Tony and Vision. That ain't as your kind of state sponsored folks, and that's it. Is Scarlet Witch not with them? Scarlet Witch is in jail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kept Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. She's in jail. Black Widow had to go on the run because, you know, she was on the outs when she basically let Buck when she attacked Panther to let Bucky and Cap escape, so she's out. Rhodey's crippled. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man's technically with Tony. Though not an official member. Though he's not an official member no. of, of the team until you basically have 
I've seen a trailer for Infinity War where he goes, You're an Avenger. Well, yeah, you ain't got a hell of a lot of choice because you ain't got nobody. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big enough emergency, you just got to call in, you know. Yeah, it's, it's time to let them accords go. Well, they ain't got to go. Why? Because you want to plant? You want to plant to live on? <laughs> it's just got to go. The big bad is here. The big bad is here. And he's got super villains. Dun, dun, dun. I wonder how many of them will survive. Oh, probably not very many. It's going to be, I'm, I'm curious to see how that movie turns out because the team that you've got, unless they horribly nerf Thanos, can't beat, can't beat non-Infinity Gauntlet having Thanos. He'd kill them all. Uh, you add the Black Order to that, no, no. They're going to have to nerf the hell out of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Corvus Glaive is unkillable, and Proxima Midnight's spear, yeah, doesn't miss, and it kills anything it hits. Period. I know they've already nerfed her because you see Cap catch her spear in the in the trailer. No, no. You don't catch Proxima's spear. You catch it, but it ain't in a way that you like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You catch it the way you catch a fist. Yeah. It yeah. hits you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it in the in the video game that she was in on on Facebook for a while, yeah, when when she would hit you with that spear, it was not fun. Yeah, that's 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 the trick is that thing. She she damn near killed Spectrum with that, and Spectrum was light at the time that it hit it, that it hit her. Yeah, you can't you can't dodge it. You can't get away from it. It's damn near Dark Side's Omega Beams. It'll chase you around. It moves at light speed. You ain't gonna dodge it. It's going to hit you, and you're not going to survive it. Or it's like the weapons gods will have in mythology. Yeah. You know, Odin's spear, I don't think, missed in North mythology. I'm not sure that Thor's hammer missed in, in the yeah. mythology. Yeah. It's, it's, she, she's rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's damned rough. I think she's going to get her butt kicked by Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that takes some nerve. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black Widow's going to take you out. No, no, no. 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 Maybe to a nice dinner. And an apology. Please <laughs> don't kill me. I'm sorry, I'm bleeding. I'm this close to having my own movie. Don't kill me. Yeah. The, her and Hawkeye, two characters, you know how everybody's going, which Avengers is going to die? She and Hawkeye should be tied for number one. You got a bow and arrow. Truthfully, they shouldn't have lived past Ultron. But they damn shouldn't live past Thanos and Black Orb. Mm. Yeah, considering she was only packing a pistol, didn't have her widow's bite, mind you, just a pistol, you know, a couple of pistols, and he just had regular broadheads. He didn't have the trick arrows. She, that she he could have, she could have, she could have the widow's bite. Okay, I, it's a taser. Yeah, it's Thanos. I got a taser. What are you gonna do with it? Well, first I'm gonna run myself a bath. I'm going to sit in said bath, then apply the taser and hope that it's enough to kill me, so he didn't get his hands on. I'm going to ask him which half of the world I'm on, you're in the living half. And I'm going to leave. You're on the dead half. And I'm going to leave. Because <laughs> there ain't another option. I'm leaving regardless. Uh, I'm curious how this version of Thanos is going to kill half the universe. Well, he's going to snap his fingers. Well, it's the lottery. If you lose, you just drop dead. Yeah. Oh, hell. Hey, might as well fight him then. <laughs> or befriend him. Do you like pizza? That's just it. This Schwarma? This this Thanos may not be the complete psychotic sicko nihilist that the comic book version is. True. Eh, there's not really a good motivation to want half the universe dead. 
Well, I mean, it sucks. Well, his thing is from if the things written about this version are true, he he's trying to balance the universe, and his thing is that things are out of balance. It causes death over here, so he kind of has a beneficial plan. He's kind of like pruning, mm-hmm. a garden of pruning things. It's sick if you the thing that gets pruned, but he's his big picture is different from comic book Thanos. I love death. Death gets me off. <laughs> yeah, that's literally comic book Thanos. It's still them not getting a villain right. Hold on. Is Infinity War's PG-13? Yeah. You can't really have him going, hey, I want to bang death. Well, the trick he is, well, he wanted to because do Because death's a person. You have a personification of it. Yeah. Yeah, the trick was, he was like, at, even back when you had the comic code authority, which, you know, you couldn't even have vampires back then, but you had death-loving Thanos. Well, I mean, like, if he just said, you know... Well, by the time you had Death Living Thanos, though, they had loosened up on some of the vampire stuff. Tomb of Dracula was a comic before Thanos popped up. That's true. Well, my thing is, like, you can't... In a PG-13 movie, having a character... Having a main character's pure mission be, you know, sexually oriented or some kind of... Well, the thing is... It doesn't have to be sexy, but I mean... He necessarily... He he tended to say, I'm Death Lover and Champion. As a child, you kind of sit there and went, oh, Death's his girlfriend. You didn't go, this is 14-year-old yeah. Todd going, oh, he was talking about banging Beth. That sick little monkey. <laughs> hmm. He should hang out with the dude from Ready Player One. Because there ain't no line. <laughs> yeah, really. You, you I want to bang a fish woman. I want to bang a, a humanoid skeleton. No, no. In that one book, when Death was showing up as a little goth child, Thanos had a line. Thanos was creeped out. That is true. Yeah, Thanos yeah, did yeah. have a line going, hey, you need to do something about that. I'm a lot of stuff. Pedo ain't one. look at the Ready Player One. The Ready And Wade Watts will go, well, I mean, she just looks like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> I still say, in the Wade Watts defense, she looked like an anime character. That wouldn't. There's a lot of guys today that I wouldn't give much hesitation to. Because anime, she looked like a fish. She had spines back. She had spiky anime hair. Yeah. No, he had spiky anime hair. She had spines. She had shit that looked. I've seen characters that looked uh, like her before. She had spines. She could also put on a costume that looks like other things. Yeah, she could put on another skin. All I'm saying is, how how fugly do you have to be to say pink fish, pink fish lady? The woman that was is an improvement. Man. Is better. The pole dancing woman at the very beginning when he's just leaving his stack. Yeah. That's still human. I'm willing to do the inhuman. What are you? I mean, the only thing that she could have possibly been is you find out that in 2045 some dogs play video games. Alright, that's the line. I ain't touching that. Anything else? Alright, back to MCU. Like, oh. tell you that should be Thanos. No, no, he's he's wanting to he's wanting to bang death, and you find out it's just the skin. No, she's some pink humanoid fish brawl from another planet. Ugh, I'm repulsed. You're living. Ugh. <laughs> I don't do the living. Oh God! Look at you, all warm with body heat. You disgusting. That may also be a thing of you can't really promote necrophilia in a movie. Lady Death is not dead. She is the personification of death. That's me, basically. To be fair, try to take the time to explain that. 
You just need yeah, pretty much that phrase. Yeah. She's now, granted, the moral movies are not big on exposition. You know what would have been fun? I'm, since now we know we're not getting that, if we got the uh, that origin book that they did of Thanos where he saw death, but nobody else did. That would have been an interesting way to do it. Because then it's up in the air, man. Yeah, maybe it's there, maybe it's not. And yeah. it helps with that. I would have had, I would have had the since you've seen Doctor Strange being tortured in the trailer, I'd have had the tortured Strange seer, but maybe he's hallucinating because he's seen Thanos talking to you know something, and you know, yeah, you could have played around with it and been kind of neat. That's actually, out of, I'm a big fan of the Thanos character. That's actually my favorite version of him. That was a neat, yeah, it flew in the face of everything that came as a retcon because you know other people have seen death. But yeah, when you leave that miniseries, it's like, man, he really is batshit crazy. But you notice the, the ones that see death are either cosmic beings, have been touched by a cosmic being, or are crazy. Because mm-hmm. like Deadpool sees her. Or like a Valkyrie or something. Yeah. But again, touched by death. Yeah, fair enough. Fair co- yeah, Valkyrie because the god is tight. No, no. Uh, Dana Moonstar, the New Mutants, oh, became yeah, a Valkyrie. Yeah. She yeah. could see death. She could fight death. Yeah, that is right. And but yeah, cosmic yeah, beings mm-hmm. or gods. But like I said, with Marvel being op- the MCU being open like that, having a version where, well, maybe he's maybe you know he's seeing something, but but you don't know if it's there or not. Yeah, yeah. You gotta earn that Mad Titan line from somewhere. Yeah. Well, wanting to kill half the universe could earn you that. Let's be fair. Whatever your motivation, the rest of the world, the rest of the universe is going. Oh, he wants to kill half of everything. It's just he like, crazy. It's just like in yeah, the recent, trick is so to hell, hell wouldn't crazy. It's just like in the recent Shield. Have you got Fitz running around? You know, is he good Fitz? Is he bad Fitz? Is he is he seeing things? Exactly. It's, it's all in his head. The, the way they showed Fitz being mad in that he was talking to somebody and fighting against somebody that was not there, that would have been great. You know, that would be the one thing that make me make me sorry that I haven't watched this season. Is, is, they, is they finally make him the mad thinker thing. like I've always wanted him to make him. Yeah, they're going to need him. They are. Yeah, probably. He already, got his, he already got his grandchild running around. It's the nature of a show. Oh, yeah. You know, he got married. He could have already, you know, banged out a grandkid or a kid. So, you know. I really yeah, Simmons could be running around pregnant already. But the wife, but the, the daughter... Has already described her father as a good man. You'd hardly get that. If, Maybe the daughter's if, if crazy. Had, had been the mad thinker. But I thought of you when he was like, "Ooh, he was talking to somebody over there. He's going mad." Hey, Jason, he's finally on his way to becoming the mad thinker, like I always wanted. Which means he'll never show up in Fantastic Four. Anyway, this this thing's been yeah. All righty. Well, this has been our show for today. This is CDL113. Today's been with me. The Todd Bob. Or the experienced some call Jason. The token living half, Tarky. You and, hope. And today, we're out. Who's the dead half? I don't know. Whoever Thanos hits. Oh, okay. <laughs>